This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Double X Archery. If you know me, I've got two big hobbies. One of them is soccer, which is why I talk to you week in and week out into this microphone. And the other is hunting. And recently, a place that I'm familiar with and love dearly, Double X Archery, has upgraded to a larger facility here in Leesburg, Virginia, where they host a number of services in their 5,500 square foot facility. Whether you need to have a bow tuned, get some walk-in range time, or are just interested in taking some archery lessons and learning about how to shoot a bow, then this is the place for you. Mike and Tony are extremely friendly and knowledgeable and can help you with your archery needs no matter your skill level. So stop by, check them out in Leesburg Plaza at the old Pier 1 Imports building. Check them out today. Hey there folks and welcome to Another episode of the Next In Line podcast. In the booth today, you have me, Adam Davis, and I am going to talk to you about the well, the the loss over the weekend and um, the the, content, the continued potential for a playoff hope. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the franchise and, and some changes that are happening right now in the front office and uh, upcoming opponents. But yeah, so uh, thanks for for coming in. Thanks for tuning in, listening, and uh, I'll get right to it. First off team news um you know i've been kind of hopeful that we were going to get some folks uh in it doesn't look like we're going to get a lot I'm, I'm hearing rumor of, of a potential um loan addition to the squad uh, i don't know if it's true or not but we'll, we'll find out in the future you know i have been hard on and hard on the podcast about the, the team and, and it's it's lack of desire to bring folks in but that's, that hasn't really been fair because they have brought in folks uh, who've, who've trialed they have uh, scouted and looked at a lot of folks as well um, I, I think that most recently uh, a defender out of Detroit I think it's Adrian Billhart was someone who, who was being uh, courted by the team and uh, it, it looks like that was something that was shot down by by Detroit don't can't blame them um, that's it's, it's good to see that we pursued but they're in the, the fight right now for a playoff spot as well in a better position than us so it makes sense that they would not uh, strengthen an enemy you know on the table I think we also brought in Penn State's uh, fullback, Tiger Evans, as well, for a trial, which didn't go well. Um, I think some even big-name attackers, like Andre Shinyashiki, maybe, was someone who was looked at, uh, someone who plays um, down the pecking order for an MLS squad, Charlotte FC. Um, But I'm sure there was a wage issue right there. Uh, I even heard rumors that uh, Isaiah Parente, who tormented us uh, by Columbus, uh, on the Columbus crew roster was someone, but I think he's a future talisman of, of the Columbus and crew and that they're probably trying to keep him uh, close hold. And, and we ended up obviously getting uh, talent on loan anyways from, from Columbus that worked out just well. So, um, you know, you, you hope that we can bring in another name or two to help us down the stretch. I, I don't think the current roster as it is without, um, you know, a change in mentality. is It has what it takes to, to take on the, the, this, these next few matches, which are going to be very, very tough. Um, we're, we're putting a predicament, certainly, um, down the stretch in order to, in the most critical part of our season. Um, I, I would say. Uh, the last few uh, last few games were probably that, but um, there's also been some more front office changes. It sounds like um, 
you know, the, the full control of, of everything for, for Greg Baroni officially is October 1st. So I, hopefully next season we're going to see a lot more changes in and around Seger Field. That's exciting to hear. Um, we got a new front of shirt sponsor, which is uh, a local brand, I believe. But it's uh, I'll have to get back to you. I had it written down. Um, I think I've also heard that we might get new uh, new jerseys next year uh, to 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 complement the new front of shirt sponsor. So that's money that's coming in that wasn't coming in before. Um, all awesome stuff. That um, those are things that that will trickle down, and you'll see. Uh, you know, next year as we uh, hopefully are able to pursue bigger name uh, contracts, bigger name players, um, and all that kind of stuff. So great, great stuff. Now, what is not as great is the result against Sacramento Republic. Uh, a game I think I'd already tallied as a loss, but it it just hurts because you know we were in it. We were in it for the majority of the game. Uh, but as we are too, all too often, uh, it, it's 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 the final result that matters, not where we were in the 67th minute or where we were in the 70th minute uh, or at halftime. Um, uh, of note, it was the United against Cancer night. Loudon United put on a, uh, a wonderful show um, and talked about those. Folks who, you know, everyone knows someone, you know, has, has friends or family who have suffered from or we've lost to to cancer. And I think they did a very tasteful job of that. So a big shout out to the team for uh, all of that. Um, you know, the Loudon Stampede did a fundraiser of raising, uh, selling shirts uh, in honor of Khalil El Medkar's mother. And so that was very cool and well done as well. Um, but yeah, uh, on to the game. The, the lineup was questionable. I didn't love it. Um, first off, Jackman was on the bench despite an amazing performance uh, against Las Vegas. I, I don't think that that makes sense. I, I think that was almost critical, cr- criminal. It was one of the best. It was definitely the best uh, goalkeeping performance of the season in my mind. Um, makes no sense. I think that you know you, you, you grab a goalkeeper and you stick to him until you know he, he starts to struggle. Is, is my mentality. But we don't know what's going on. So maybe there was injury. Maybe there was something else going on. But. Um, that's highly unfortunate. Uh, Wes Leggett gets the start after uh, a really solid outing. This is kind of how the pattern has been for him. You know, he has a really good game off the bench, kind of was able to capitalize uh, against uh, weaker, slower defenses that are worn down. And then he gets the start the following week and doesn't perform. That isn't exactly how this went, but, um, I'll unpack that a little bit more. I also can't help but wonder if we start to see Leggett and, uh, Tommy, start together as opposed to, to to Ryan as he continues to to struggle down uh, the stretch. Uh, Garay was on the bench for Abdul Kawanda, so it might be a legs thing, might be uh, trying to give him a little bit of a rest, uh, but you know I think that worked out just fine. Uh, Jace Clark was at left back uh, with Zane being rested on the bench, maybe the same, similar situation, also more to unpack there. And Koa, uh, rumor being true, is that he is officially, it looks like, injured. He was out of the lineup uh, for the second time all season. So um, we might not have him for the rest of the season. That would be very unfortunate. But uh, hopefully, you know, there are solutions to that. Right now, the solution is what it was um, against Las Vegas, which was the right back being uh, Aiden Rocha. So uh, we'll get right into the good, the bad, and the ugly. We won't, won't unpack the game too much. If you didn't watch the game, you can Google it. Uh, it we didn't win. Um, so on the list of the good at the top right now, uh, I got to say, Nanano Salandri is just amazing. He's just been great. Um, probably been the best player for Loudon through the entirety of the season right now as a whole. Um, you know, when he's on, he's just a difference maker. Uh, he is... He was 
the highest rated player on the pitch for both teams on FOTMOB. If you're a, a FOTMOB religious advocate like me, um, I, I consistently am looking at it. So that's uh, that's a huge deal because we lost, uh, you know, three to one uh, and he was rated better than any player on the team that beat us, right? That's substantial. Um, and that rarely happens and it's happened multiple times for him. Uh, I think that's according to my the tracking I do on just our stat lines and this includes losses. I think he's got the second most uh, man of the matches right now tied maybe with Zach Ryan. I'm sure I believe he has four. Um, another another in the list of the good is uh, Kalila Medkar. So, you know, if if Landry has been the best player on the pitch all season for Loudon, then Khalil has been the best for Loudon in recent weeks. Um, he notched a, a scrappy goal, but scrappy goals are goals. Um, I love him because he had the uh, the fortitude and the, the perseverance and concentration to, to to put the ball in the net when, you know, things were kind of hobbling around back there. And it's his third goal in three matches. Um he is playing like a striker that we need right now. We need uh, consistent goals from a ideally a one or two individuals, and he's doing that. And then of note, I mean, you gotta almost say this is one of the most substantial goals in in, in franchise history, you know, or in seasons, you know, for for sure, because he did it on the United Against Cancer night in memory of his late mother who passed away this year. Uh, very cool story, absolutely wonderful stuff. Um, you you love to see when when storylines like that play out in in almost like uh like it would in a hollywood script so uh you know big props to khalil and um keep them coming uh yeah so abdul kawanda i think i've been pretty critical of the young defensive midfielder holding midfielder um despite him playing in a number of other roles besides that holding role uh, but maybe his best performance of the season was this sacramento match uh you know he did pretty well, I'd say, against a very, very strong midfield opposition. He partnered well with the rest of the midfield. Um, I, I just, all in all, I think he he did great. He he made defensive stops that you'd almost not expect of someone of his size and stature to do. Um, so yeah, and then the the last in the list of of, of goods for the evening is Matai Akinboni. He is back. That's very good. If you're a Loudon fan. You see his name on the team sheet. That is a good thing. He is, in my opinion, one of the better defenders in, that exists in the entire league uh, when he's able to play for us. He is one of those talisman players for DC United. They see him as a, a huge future potential. Um, they see him as a, a, a potential franchise player uh, from the academy. And uh, him being loaned to us is a is their demonstration and trust in, in, in Loudon. Um, to do with him, you know, to, to give him opportunities. I would say the hope is, and, and in my mind is, so uh, my worry was that he was he was sent back and his loan was terminated, in which case he can't be loaned again. We've seen that a couple times across the board, like Gasol Samake and uh, Jackson Hopkins. They're gone for good for the season. They can't come back. Um, but my worry was that he also got pulled back uh, ahead of their League's Cup run. But sounds it sounds like that wasn't the case. Uh, so his absence is probably to be explained by a, a minor injury that has now since been rehabbed because he did get some minutes uh, against Sacramento. So that would mean to me it would be it would be amazing if we could see him back in the starting lineup uh, starting this weekend. Uh, I, I think he would be critical to uh, our defensive line woes that we've had uh so yeah um 
and it would be it'd be great for 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 everyone. But the the we'll move to the bad. That's enough of the good. The the bad and then the ugly. Um, number one on the bad is is probably not maybe shouldn't even be in the bad because so, because Hugo made some good stops. Uh, but I gotta add him on here uh, just because goal being a goalkeeper just isn't fair. Uh, it isn't fair. Being a striker isn't fair. Um, when when your job is completely judged by a single stat line. Um, and, and people don't want to get down into the nitty gritty. Uh, ultimately, you know, we are a, a team that allows shots on goal and, and allows and, and forces uh, our, our goalkeepers to make uh, big, big time saves. We have been uh, for the last few seasons. It's a it's a consistency for Loudon. Um, but the back bad, the stat line was bad. And, uh, you know, it, it maybe it doesn't demonstrate how accurate uh, Hugo, his performance was on the night because he made some some critical saves. But I think him getting the start over Jackman wasn't the right choice just based on Jackman's performance, which isn't fair to say because Hugo also had a, a man of the match performance out uh, on the road when we played uh, the match before Las Vegas. I can't recall who that was against, but uh, San Diego, loyal maybe. Uh, so, you know, it, it's definitely not fair, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I think you got to stick to one, pick one, and, and play him, uh, you know, Hugo's a bit older. I think today's his birthday. Uh, you know, I'd say that whichever one DC is more invested in, or we think maybe there's a future for uh, adding on years to his contract, you got to go with him. And uh, I, in my mind, that's Jackman. But uh, what do I know? Um, defense wasn't good. wasn't They weren't terrible, but they they just weren't good. Um, they they put Hugo in bad situations. This is uh, you know this is my broken record. I say most. Most episodes, uh, you know, you, you gotta you gotta not allow these these balls in um, in behind the defense, and I think Matai Akinboni being out there will help cut them uh, short. And the last on the list of the bad is is Wesley Leggett, which really isn't uh, isn't fair because it's not him. I think I'm critical of. I, I don't know why he was subbed out. Hopefully, it was an injury. Um, he wasn't playing in a traditional striker role. He was kind of out in the wing, kind of dropped back in almost like a wing back type role at times because he had some uh, defensive stats that he threw up. Um, but he subbed off at halftime. I, I don't, I don't get that. I, I would say, uh, you know, he, his ability to exploit defenses, I think, is is, is talented, and, and he he. He also did great defensively. He had three tackles, one. He had one accurate cross, a successful dribble, five out of seven accurate passes, um, and, and contributed on the defensive side in a number of other ways too with clearances and a block. Um, he was dribbled past only once and had a foul committed, which, I mean, is that his fault, right? He's he's more of an attacking player and had a, had a foul committed. Um, but otherwise, I think he put in a pretty good shift in the first half. So um, maybe the bad isn't necessarily Wesley Leggett's performance, but that he was subbed off. Um, so more to come there, you know, hopefully he's not injured, but, um, it would, you know, knowing our luck, he, he is. So, um, the ugly, right? The first and most glaring, uh, ugly is, is young, youngster Abdul Zane came out, um, in the, uh, 82nd minute, maybe 81st minute, somewhere in that range. And then, uh, got injured and was subbed off after just six minutes being out there. Um, that's, that's terrible. Abdul Zane has been great this season and has been just an absolute utility player playing in so many different roles all over the pitch. Um, an absolute bright spot for this team. Uh, but not having him for the rest of the season could be terrible as he's been one of the the Swiss army knives in, in coach Martin's pocket. Um, it would be a huge blow. Zach Ryan, he hasn't been bad. I mean, I, I'm critical of him because of the, the high standard he set in the first third of the season. Um, he hasn't been bad. You know, he does contribute 
and he does suck in defensive players to allow others. Uh, but his his runs haven't been sharp. He he hasn't been able to clinically finish in ways that he did in the beginning of the season. Um, and he's just overall been silent. You know, he hasn't been scoring goals. Uh, um, so you know that that flatness, I think puts him on the ugly list. Uh, hopefully hopefully he finds it, but if not, I think that Tommy needs to get more opportunities over him in that number nine role. Um, and then the final ugly of the of the night was a, a silly, I think, a tasteless tweet by the USL Championship League's uh, account. Uh, the actual, the, the, the USL League, uh, they tweeted something along the lines of like business as usual in reference to our loss. Um, and I don't know, I... I, I think I've made myself clear about uh, the league and their favoritism in the league. You know, they have their teams that they, they like. I don't know what the rationale behind it is. There are often teams that are good, so maybe that's the rationale. Maybe they bring in more fans and whatnot, and that's that's fair. Um, but it's not their place. It's not their place to have favorites. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's I think that's uh, it's pretty shitty. So, uh, you know, but whatever. That's what happens, and uh, you know, onward and upward. You know, back to back to uh, back to business, and hopefully, you know, we can make them eat those words a little bit. Um, that's all in Sacramento. Uh, upcoming, we got the Indy Eleven match. Uh, not Indy Eleven's been one of the hotter teams. Um, power rankings wise, they're top ten, I, I believe, right now. Uh, you know, they're they're not a, a whole lot of length ahead of us on the table. They're one of those players, one of those teams that. Um, so they're they're kidding, currently sitting sixth right now, whereas we are in eleventh. Um, let's talk about that for a second. So we're in eleventh. We've got twenty four points. Um, eighth place is the final playoff spot, right? Currently held by FC Tulsa. They have twenty nine points. Now a mathematician knows that that's five points, very doable with what six games left in the season, seven games left in the season. Um, but we they also have uh, two games ahead of two games in hand on us. Um, Tulsa, Miami, and Detroit are the three teams ahead of us. Uh, Detroit has 27, Miami 29 points, as well as Tulsa has 29 points, and they all have two games in hand. Um, so we need a lot of teams to continue to lose, and they're doing that. You know, we're still in the running, despite the fact that we haven't had a great run of form, um, a win and a draw in the last five, um, and the rest in three losses, obviously. But it still is is very bleak, and and Indy Eleven is unfortunately one of those matches that I think is is really, um, almost like a must win. I mean, obviously there's always the chance to upset teams, but after Indy, right? You know, I I've been preaching about the 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 weak stretch of matches and and us not capitalizing. At least we got the Vegas win, but you know we really needed to beat Miami um, and get the sweep on them. That was that was a terrible loss, but um. You know, if we don't get the win against Indy, our next matches look like this. Pittsburgh, they're in first place in the East. Charleston, they're in third place in the East. Louisville, they're in fourth place in the East. And Tampa, they're in second place in the East. Yeah, that's not great. If we could get a point or two out of those four matches, it would be a stretch. If we could do it, though, it would also be huge for our playoff hopes but we need to win the other three matches. There's four left, right? Excuse me, there's seven left. So with those four being almost impossible, that's like, um, they're all, they're, they're winnable. We can win anything, but they're, they're the hardest four teams you can play in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, meaning the other three are pretty much 
must wins. RGV, which is the final match of the season, which we very well may be eliminated by then. It means absolutely nothing. Detroit, which is the second to last you know, match of the season, again, may have nothing to play for at that point. It may be completely over. Um, and then the other third of that, the stretch that really kind of need to be won, if we're if we're looking at those top four as saying, "Yikes, those are hard to hard to hit," is this upcoming match, Indy. Um, you know, that's if again, if we want a playoff appearance, right? We're we're in a good position. Um, Hartford hasn't been bad, but we're in a good position. We're well ahead of them with 16 points to not finish last, but that shouldn't be our goal. Our goal should be to make the playoffs, right? Um, our biggest hope in victory against Indy 11 is the fact that they are playing an away match against a very good, very hot Memphis 901 side who are tied in that fourth and fifth place spot with Louisville. Um, They've been streaking on fire in the last month or two, um, and Indy's going to go there, and they're going to think we really want to go toe-to-toe with the best. Indy's looking at the table and thinking there's hope for a top-four finish, home field advantage finish. Um, so they really want to take points away from the teams immediately above them. They're going to bring their strongest lineup out on the road to Memphis. Um, alternatively, they may they may rest players. I doubt that. Uh, but I think they're going to come with their strongest lineup out there against Memphis. And those strongest players are probably going to come out against us as well at home because it'll be a home match for them. Um, and you hope that they're just a little bit legged uh, from that mid midweek match. That midweek match, I'm we're coming at you on a Wednesday right now. That midweek match is tonight. So if you if you really want to see how they perform in a big clash of Eastern Conference Titans, then that Memphis indie match is, is one to watch. Um, give you an idea of what we're up against um, this weekend. Players to watch. You got Solomon Asante. Um, if you're a fan of the USL Championship, then you know his name. He's an absolute legend in the league. Um, he's leading the team in assists with five. Uh, Aiden Quinn is leading the team with goals with eight. But Sebastian Gonzati, a name that everyone's probably familiar with, also a league legend uh, coming out of Tampa, uh, is right behind him with seven goals. Both of them have a pair of assists. That's your critical three right there. That's where all your goals and your assists are coming from. Um, on the defensive side, Adrian Diaz Diz and, and Cameron Lindley, who's a midfielder, they're also pretty hot right now. Um, but, you know, all eyes are going to be on that Wednesday night match, uh, you know, to see who's starting, who's not, who's being rested, if there's any add to their injury report, uh, what we can kind of uh, expect against them. But, Indies is good. Um, we have played them six times. We have won two of them. They've won four. We've never drawn. Um, but this is probably the most important one we've ever had against them. Um, and again, it's it's away, and uh, it's going to be tough. So as it's 7 p.m. Eastern time, and on the 26th, uh, you know I'll be I'll be tuned in. I'll be watching. But um, it's going to be tough. So that's that is that is it. Uh, you know we're. Uh, we're going into this, and we're we're gonna be hopeful, but you know, hopeful until we have and there, until there's no hope left, and then and then the, the beer will still taste just fine. So, that's all I got from you. Uh, hopefully, there's a quicker episode than some of the more recent ones. I'll uh, come at you with some more segments here in the future, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. As always, out here.